Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that uses, well, that has an excuse to go watch as many things as possible. Watching things in cinema, watching things at home in Netflix or Friends or any other streaming platform. And then brings them together, marks them out of five and tells you where we think your money is better spent this week. My name is Tosin, I am up in the Midlands, somewhere near Coventry. And joining me tonight on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Oh yeah. Hey, how, how are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, it was, we're all right, we're all right. Walking along. Yeah, it was a bit of a hectic day today because um, I had to go to the mainland for, I went last night for, for my auntie's funeral. Yeah. And um, it was an because it was an early one, I went last night and I was worried. I remember I said to you guys, I wasn't sure if I was going to yeah, get back so or not. Yeah so, yeah. yeah, so, but as it was, lovely service all finished quite well saw saw family that I hadn't seen for ages everybody said to me oh I remember you even the young ones oh you haven't changed a bit you know you were just like I remembered you at like the know, last year for, yeah the last one <laughs> the last the last the last big event so that was quite that was quite pleasant and it was a really really nice day so yeah and, and it, lovely Dorset Dorset's always nice yeah it? it was yeah yeah it was um Litchit Minster the place was called and it was mm. it was it was like a brand new it was obviously obviously it had been a farm or something with fields yeah. and they totally totally converted it and it yeah, was yeah. it was it was really good yeah. yeah there's a couple of crematoriums i think that there's this whole move to make it to make it seem less like you know this daunting place to go to but it's actually a place where like or so i think you were yes. saying earlier that you can go and you can celebrate somebody's life so it's yeah 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 less municipal because sometimes council-run crematoriums yeah can be bleak yeah awful yeah. places yeah. can't they yeah, yeah. yeah very very sterile yeah yeah so, so yeah, uh, it was funny this was. So, but do you know what was really strange? I looked out and uh, the sun came out again. But also there was this dead tree, right? But it looked it was it was odd. Anyway, I just can't explain it. But I looked oh, at the street. Daphne Demorio. Yeah, now, a bit that, we? Oh, oh, we had to know Daphne Demorio. <laughs> oh, I, I just really, really, I was fixated on this tree for, because it was just really odd. I was, which I was looking out a window. Is, and that, it, is Daphne Demorio? She wrote a book about that. Oh right, that's probably how um, the tree took on the characteristics of someone. Yeah. Because my auntie was a real card. She was a yeah. laugh. She, and poetry, well, they found, they read out some poetry that she'd done, and it's absolutely brilliant. I said, you should publish that. And they said, yeah, we're looking at, yeah, it, it, we're looking at some of it done because, you know, she was called the Dorset Parmares, apparently. Oh, she- which is, I didn't know, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Do you, know, do you know who Parmares was? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've heard of yeah. Parmares. I've heard of Parmares. Oh, yeah. I, she was before my time, so I didn't, I, I wasn't around when she was, but I've, I've heard of her and I've heard some of her poetry. Yeah, so, what, yeah they are very funny. What, what was um uh what was your auntie's name? Uh, Auntie Nita. Auntie oh, Nita. Anita. Nita, yeah, but Nita everybody used to call her Nita. Oh, she yeah. was like the she was a she was great. She used to, she was a practical joker. She could make things. Um she ended up her second husband was like a, a dairy farmer on Lord okay. Lee's Lee's estate, which I think so Lord, you know, he would have been mm. like so a sir, and I'm pretty sure he was there, but I didn't like to go up and say, Oh hello, hey, Lord, how are you? you? Yeah. Um, but she loved that and that was that she was a good fun. age? Uh where was she? Uh seven seven no, no, eighty, eighty two or something. I don't know. Okay. I I've, I've got a little service card some anyway, yeah. yeah, but she was old. Yeah. So I'm trying to work out what did they say she was born? She went to my mum, 85. Yeah, she got, must have been about 83. 83, so okay, not a bad age. Yeah. So, and, yeah, uh, you, were saying, you were saying that she was a lady and she loved that? As in she was, she actually had the title of lady, did you say? No, 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 sorry. She worked, uh, her husband, her second husband, Mick, yeah. worked 
as a dairy farmer for oh, yeah. on the Lord on the Lord Lee's estate. Ah, so which was sure. like a big estate. So was, you know, he was a farmer, and she she actually, yeah. I think she had quite a tough you know time, but but she just absolutely excelled. She actually loved that she was a proper mm. farmer's wife. She used to cook and do the women's institute and do mm-hmm. hymns and amateur dram and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah, so I always remember I was member of fondly. You know, the times I did see yeah, it wasn't nice. like a a regular one, but family events and stuff and when we were kids at Christmas I always meant yeah. to say yeah. come here Sean come here Sean let me tell you it's joking <laughs> yeah. so yeah okay well I'll tell you what we're dedicating the show this evening to Auntie Nita oh, okay thanks thanks guys yeah we're dedicating the show you can tell us at the end what she would have thought about it but maybe we should have yeah okay maybe she would have written a poem about it like yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, should have done. Yeah, a critical one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, given a critique, yeah. a critique of the show in poem in poem form, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, but uh, Antonita, uh, yeah, because I think you were saying earlier, we really didn't even know whether we were going to be recording this today. We were kind of like, well, right, well, we don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I think it would. We we were more than happy to sort of like you know sack it off. So we're happy you made it back, Sean, and we're happy that it seems like it was a good sender for Antonita. Good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Now, um, so, uh, okay, the show, what we usually do on the show. So, obviously, we're going to talk about films. We're going to talk about three films that were in cinemas. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to have three rounds of Netflix versus cinema. We're going to talk about film and cinema, film and Netflix, film and cinema, film and Netflix for three rounds. But we always have and, this. And, and other streaming, and other streaming and what, others, platforms. And other streaming platforms. I think this, I think this week we actually have three different streaming platforms. Oh, for the three different rounds, but um, we first of all kick off with uh, also rounds round, which is things that we might have seen or, or things that we might wanted to mention that maybe don't fit into the rounds either because we've seen too much this week or because they don't fit our rules. And our rules are number. What are our rules, Sharon? Can you help me out here? The rules are: it has to be a film that you've seen for the first time. Yep. It has to be a film. If it's a television series or a limited series, it has to be. You have to have seen it in, in seen it in its entirety. Yep. And pre- preferably, if it's one of those you think something you've seen on a platform, it, need, it should be an original drama. All right, cool. So, like a Netflix original, Amazon Prime original, iPlayer original, something along those lines. Awesome. Yes. Good. I remember writing up those rules and forgetting them every week <laughs> but we're, but we're gonna kick over the also rats and sean i know you because you saw a couple of things on on netflix um yeah. so i took an executive decision to put one of them in the also rants you don't know that's which one fine I, that's fine mate you don't, you don't even no, know which I'm, one that I'm, is yet <laughs> i've got a good guess I've, I've i've got a good guess but we'll see if i'm right okay which one do you okay. what, what do you get what is your guess of the one that i've put in of your thing i've put in the also rants this week uh, Big Mouth, Big yes. Mouth season two. Exactly, yeah, that's okay. That's cool. Big Mouth season but two. <laughs> yeah, and and season three actually <laughs> as well. So so I've, so, I've, so so I've seen. I'm really up to date with them now. So okay. Um, so so this was a this is an animated series that's made by Nick Kroll, and it's it's a Netflix original, and it was on there. And I remember you you've reviewed season one a while back, and you said you sort of stumbled it. across it, and you actually quite liked it because it's all about teenagers going through the hormonal stage and everything like that and it's it's well it's kind of lewd it's almost kind of like it's a little bit like porkies uh, in animated form yeah i would could, could, you could say that yeah it's very much um uh 
yeah what, what would you say um yeah it's very much uh, but what I, th- I think as well it was um there was one one of the episodes in this which was a really good one was about inclusivity and it said mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like you know where it goes transgender or bi or yeah. lgbt or whatever like that and big this whole big list comes up of them like you know i don't know sent just like hundreds and hundreds of so you know because i mean today must be really confusing with all that stuff and it's uh it's you know i think it's quite poignant and quite you know it can be sometimes i think this episode was was a little bit couple couple of moments may have been over the top and a bit yeah. crass and not needed but on the whole it is a generally a really 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 interesting good. you know and, and fun yeah it's really good to watch because and it is adult i mean it is adult it's yeah. not it's not uh but it makes you think back to your childhood like when you know does he does that person like me does he not does he not or is he or <laughs> and then, and some of the characters, oh do i like boys or do i like girls or do i like both do you know what i mean yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. this it's, it's all the angsty angsty sort of thing and then you've got the shame wizard which i love he's like one of my favorite characters <laughs> and he's got a great british accent but he sort of turns out and he goes oh what did you do you know like if um because yeah. let's just say i don't know a, a lad has an accident or something you know what i mean and he turns out and he goes oh you uh, what did you do you know what i mean and oh and there's also the bits you might like is uh, one of the guys he goes out and there's all the ghosts turn up like um, David but in one of this series there's like David Barry and all that and they go ooh how are you it's, it's, <laughs> it's very very it's very very it's very odd um, but yeah it's um, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's, great. it's yeah. kind of like a coming of age tale really isn't it definitely yeah it's yeah. a coming of age tale with you know some some serious stuff maybe not for everybody yeah but yeah. um it's it's you know yeah yeah uh, it's good I, I I enjoy it I think it's a good a good watch and I'm guessing that like yeah. I'm guessing that unlike the other show that you keep watching this is one you actually like the other show being Peaky Blinders <laughs> oh Peaky Blinders yeah 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 I, I've sort of that's taken a little bit of a I watched the first episode of the next season but I haven't got any further than that at the moment because I think it's very samey to me it feels samey it's going to be it's going to be the same thing but just with different characters you know yeah. it's the same thing he's going to you know it's going to be like he's going to get they're going to get involved it's going to be like another sort of war thing and then he's going to get nearly killed and <laughs> and get away with it you know what I mean it's like oh okay okay oh, <laughs> but, but I, I should probably watch it purely for um oh, what's his name what's a guy we like you know the actor the, the famous actor Tom Hardy oh yeah okay, Sorry, yeah, Tom yeah, Hardy yeah, yeah. yeah I watch it I watch it because yeah. he's, he's class in fact the acting is really really good but I'm just finding it a little bit samey for uh, me I, I, I understand that. I totally understand that. So, um, yeah, okay, so my contributions to the also-ran section this week is that I actually experienced the future of cinema this week. Well, at least I, I mean, I, I experienced my future in cinema anyway because I went to a silver screen screening because I, yeah, I'm not sure that you guys are aware of this. So they started doing some screenings at cinemas, which they label silver screen, which is essentially for older people in the middle of the day. So around, mm-hmm. a, so around about 2 p.m., they'll put on a film. And it's usually a film that was maybe is released a bit recently. It's a little, a little bit nostalgic, but they reckon that, like, you know, older people would probably like it. So... Uh, what was it? Put us out of our misery, Toes. Put us oh, out of our misery. Oh, it was, it was yesterday. Yes. Oh, okay. oh yes. I like yeah. that. What, the, is that, is yeah. that the Beatles film? That's the Beatles, the Beatles film. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. It was I've seen that since. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, I know Sharon, Sharon saw it and Sharon reviewed it on the show, and yes. uh, and I, ne- I, I never like got it. a chance, I never got a chance to see it, and I was like, oh, it's in cinemas. It was a silver screening, and this is actually the 
after Fleabag, it's the most packed cinema that I have been in oh. recently. Like I walked oh, in right. there. <laughs> I walked in there. But, yeah. Sorry, I've got to come in here. I watched the first one and a half episodes of Fleabag on oh, yeah. iPlayer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's ITV3, yeah. yeah. It, it's good. I can see what I can see where you're coming from there. I can see where you're coming from. So yeah. I'll let you know my thoughts when I've seen When you've seen the, the whole thing. Yeah. Caught up. Yeah. No, Fleabag, right, yeah, so very, very good show. I thought that's, yeah. So was Sorry. it full of people of that demographic or just people who are available during the day? Oh, no, it was full of people of that demographic. It's, it's kind of right. like a total win. And I think, I think it's, it's one of these weird things because, you know, sometimes we, besides just using this as an excuse to watch films, we actually get a bit so yeah. philosophical on this show or we get a bit so like actually talk about the issue of Netflix or cinema and all that. And I'm guessing yeah. these are people who come from another generation where for them going to the cinema was an event. And they're the yes. kind of people who would make an appointment to watch something at a certain time, even if it's on TV uh, at home. Yeah, absolutely. And they're probably less likely to have Netflix. Yeah, they're yeah, not probably. a generation. They probably won't think, "Oh, I know. Let's get." They probably think, "Ah, oh, that's enough on the telly." Yeah, and I'll go to the pictures. Yeah, so they probably wouldn't yeah. have Netflix anyway. Well, as I say, it's, it's weird. My mum, right? But watches, if you build it, hmm? they will come. They will come. <laughs> yes. Like, my mum, she's got like all those channels. Yeah. She got like, Virgin TV, and she watches the four. You know, maybe. BBC One, BBC Two, ITV. Well, my mum gets a lot out of her preview because she watches Walker, Texas Ranger every night. (laughs) (laughs) Texas Ranger kicked my teeth in when you kicked... That's how Chuck and... Chuck Norris. She loves Chuck Norris. My mum is 85, (laughs) going on 86. And she absolutely loves Chuck Norris. I did it. I love it. Sorry, carry on, Sharon. That's cool. Yeah, whenever no. anyone says to her, why do you like Chuck Norris so much? She just says, I like the way he looks. I have to admit, I do absolutely love it whenever I walk into your house. Like whenever, yeah. whenever I'm on the island and I walk into your house around a certain time of day and you just know your mom's just going to be sat down there watching Walker. <laughs> Walker yeah, she is. It's, It'll be on it's when he's like kicking and bashing people. It's just like, he's, yeah, yeah, she's watching it. And she's like, oh, he's, he's bashing people. Or, oh, yeah. oh, I've seen this one before, but I'll watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't it. think old Ben Stiller liked him in Dodgeball, did he? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that scene? I do remember yeah. that scene. I remember that scene. It's it, that, that's like a, that's like a post-credit thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's great. Post, yeah. Post-credit. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that scene. So yeah, um, so I saw the future of what my cinema was gonna, what my what my original yeah. cinema is gonna be like. Going to the cinema at two o'clock in the afternoon, which I'm wondering how's that difference. I do that now. But <laughs> but anyway, and, and also I think I put something up on Facebook. I started watching When They See Us, which is uh, yes, I'm aware of the drama. I haven't seen it myself, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. It's about the it's the um, Hyde Park, the Central Park rape thing, isn't it? Where yeah. The, yeah. This one woman, the white woman, was raped, and then it was alleged that by five black men and well, five non-white men. Any, yes, sorry, yeah. five non-white men, and they sort of rounded up anyone. It was like, okay, you'll do. Yeah. Um, rather than following the evidence. Well, well yeah, yeah. That's that's. It was in the eighties in New York, and I mean, I think what the what the NYPD was like in the eighties in New York has been has been chronicled in a whole bunch of different places. I think I think Serpico, for instance, is an NYPD film, and it's uh, yeah. yeah. But but I I started watching this thing because everybody's raving about it. It's made by Ava DuVernay, and anything she makes is worth watching, and. I'm a halfway through the first episode and I'm not sure I can keep watching it. I'm just not sure I can keep watching it because yeah. I've, I've mentioned before on the show how sometimes I just, 
I can't hack it when just seeing black people being brutalized again. I know that there's stories that need to be told, and I know people need to know this stuff, but there's something that just kind of goes, oh, no, sorry, I can't. It's, it's too raw. I can't hack it. And there's a mm. bit where one of the kids is 14, and the way they are treating this kid, I'm just kind of, it's really effective. It's very, very well made because if it wasn't as well made, it wouldn't, as be, it wouldn't be as effective. But it's so effective that it makes me think, I'm not sure I can keep watching it. So maybe I'll yeah. watch it. Maybe I'll finish it. I hope to finish it at some point, but I'm not sure. It might just be, I might just get a bit too emotional and go, no, can't hack this, can't hack this anymore. But, <laughs> but, That's understandable. Yeah, but everything I've, everything I've heard says that it's good. So anyway. But, so how did you rate yesterday? Yesterday, I thought it was good. I liked, the, I liked yesterday. Um, the thing, uh, I think it's good. It's charming. It's very, very charming, which is something that Richard Curtis does very, very well. And uh, I think, I, think I see a lot more of the Richard Curtis than the Danny Boyle in it because Danny Boyle directed it, Richard Curtis wrote it. Yes. Yeah. And, and even though the central premise is that the man wakes up in a world in which the Beatles music never existed, um, I've mentioned before that I'm not particularly a massive Beatles fan. I... The, the fact that they became so big uh, well I'm not I'm not so sure how much it has to do with them being good if, if you get what I mean I know I know I know I know sacrilege sacrilege toes I no, know no, it's, I mean it's a fair comment I mean the thing is with them is they totally changed the, the way music worked yeah. so instead of being like your you know 12 blahs blues or your three called wonders or anything like that it was they and they came up with where yes it was like music changed you know because everyone most, was like a, a yeah. sort of Elvis imitator weren't they up until that point in the rock and pop music yeah it was very much them, rock and roll and then changed it to a yeah. band I mean well you see yeah. you know they, they, they sort of changed they were the first ones to change key in the song you know yeah. in, a, in, a, in an ordinary pop song so and then and, and they've been the influence on so so many other bands. So it's well, in the film, it does it does mention that as well, which is quite. Yeah, I think I, I like I like the, some touches in the film. I mean, but there are some things that I um. Well, okay, for instance, the people talk about the Beatles changing the way music worked, right? And okay, may yeah. and enough people say that I'm sure it must be true, but it must be true for Western world. So essentially, the Beatles do not have that kind of sway in Nigeria, where I grew up, for instance. They, they they just don't <laughs> and, no. and it's and there's there's like a scene where like you know he he does these for me some of the truest bits of the film are the bit where he starts singing the beatles songs in a world that nobody knows the beatles and he's going to pub to pub and people are just ignoring him and i'm like yeah yeah that's probably what would happen because i think at the time when the beatles came out there was nothing else going on like if they were on the Ed Sullivan yeah. show, everybody was watching the Ed Sullivan show in a world like today where everybody's going to be on their phones or on the things or has all these other distractions or other things to look at and Netflix and blah, 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 I'm not so sure that that would, I'm not, I'm not just so sure that the songs are arresting enough to make you go, you know what? Stop everything. And so the fact that he starts becoming a big star and the fact, and there's a bit where they show like different people around the world going, and there's a bit where they show an African guy of, so sort of like raving about this guy and him and I'm like mm, no because the Beatles didn't become big <laughs> the, the Beatles didn't become big around Africa so so that that doesn't ring true to me but um but I think that after a while it ends up just going for more like a romantic comedy as opposed to dealing with the idea of a world without the Beatles yeah, but I do. I do. It's, it's, the, it's the relationship is at the heart of the film. Yeah, that, isn't it? the relationships so, are the heart of yeah. the things, and the the fact that the world doesn't have the business in it sort of takes a back seat. So, but I, I I really really liked it. But we need to carry on. 
We do, we do. We, <laughs> we need to Our crack it. Our also rounds are taking longer. Yeah, yeah. also rounds are taking longer than the, the yeah. main features. Yeah, also rounds are running away with the show. Badum Anyway, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna start talking about the things that we've seen in the in the cinema this week, and in the in our round one, we're gonna kick off with the movie of the week or the movie of the moment, the one that has all the buzz. That if you're gonna see any film this week in the cinema, this is the film that you cannot escape from, and that film is Joker. Now, and we've all seen it, haven't we? We, we have all seen, seen it. This is this is really this, weird. This, this is great. This is really weird. Yeah, this 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 week we so, actually we have like three films in which like you know the first one we're going to talk about three of us have seen it. The second film two of us have seen it. The last film one of us has seen it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of works out quite well. So this is a film called Joker. Now, Sharon, do you want to tell us a little bit about what Joker's all about while I set up a seven minute timer? Okay, uh, Joker. We, we, we got to spend more this time on this. This is the DC. <laughs> It's um, DC Comics. Yep. Um, but this is like a, a completely new reimagining of the Joker. So we're no longer into like spandex costumes and or you know CGI. Silly, CGI. This is sort of great grounding a, a more of a reality. Yeah. It's set in the past. It looks like it's set in the late fifties, seventies, nineteen seventies, nineteen seventies. Really? Way. Yeah. Even I the logo it. at the start, the Warner Brothers logo at the start, which set me off, was was. I remember going when I used to go to the pictures. Film, that was like nineteen seventies. Yeah. So I, I was like seventies, eighties. Yeah. 70s, oh, I was yeah. thinking you know, sort of a bit earlier than that, but then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so it's got a slightly sort of grainy feel. The colours are. A more naturalistic the lighting is more naturalistic and so you meet this character arthur fleck who is a professional clown and you know from the fact that he's meeting you see him talking to like this sort of social worker that he sort of struggles with sort of mental health problems and he has this condition where he got like laughs compulsively uh, but inappropriately it's all, well, it's like an emotional response he laughs and but he's almost like when he wants to cry, he laughs. And so you don't know from his how, we, how what his what sounds are coming out of him, what his real emotional state is. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say that this. I I actually years ago when I was younger, I worked with someone who had this. I wouldn't say it was something that, but I was seriously remember the charge hand told him off, and he went red and he burst into hysterical laughter. And, yeah. the, and the guy was telling him off for saying it's not a funny matter. What the hell are you laughing at? And he couldn't help himself. No. And he was just he just burst into laughter. We used to we felt a bit cruel really because we used to call him names. Used to call him beat, but he, that's yeah. exactly what he had. So it is definitely a condition. Yeah. So and it's excruciating to watch. Yeah. yeah. There are moments really where is. it's deeply yeah. disturbing to watch. And so you know you're instantly you're not in the world of you know pow kapow bish bash bosh or even in the world of Ben Affleck and his Batman or um, thank God the last Joker we saw. Or, or, the, or the Suicide Squad type Joker. Oh, this is a completely. <laughs> this is stripped down to sort of like raw humanity. This is a man, and you see him going through sort of a basically a mental crisis. You see him starting off functioning, and then as the film progresses, you see his mental state deteriorate. Yeah. And as he deteriorates, as his but Arthur Fleck diminishes, then the Joker side of him sort of increases and becomes to take over. And then you see it against a background of like social unrest, where the inequalities of the society are really becoming obvious in Gotham, where the have-nots are beginning to really resent the haves, yeah. and how there's this complete disconnect between the people in power and the people who actually live on the streets. Yeah, it's a little and bit French Revolution. 
yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a much bleaker DC universe than we've we ever seen before. Yeah. And it's a yes, that is hard. It's this sort of the mental deterioration of this one particular character, and violence and chaos mm-hmm. and horror terror and you know horror does ensue um through this sort of journey we we as we experience it with him and it's one of those films where where most films you get like a, a moment of crisis or you get a moment of uh, a, like a violent event or for example and then things sort of calm down a bit and then it sort of ranked, ratchets up to the next level this one i felt that there was this sort of gradual increase in tension as the film went on yeah it wasn't so like they sort of go from dramatic point to dramatic point it was this slow incline of uh, like starting really quietly and then it sort of got steeper as the as the film progressed mm. so it's not a film where it's like instant action no no no. it's no, like no, this slow dawning uh sort of yeah sort of creeping tension as the film progresses yeah so okay Thank you very much, Sharon. That that is, yeah, I could I agree with everything you said there. And shall we shall we unleash a Sean? You can unleash me if you want. You can imagine this unleash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this was great. I could not find at any point. There was a bit at the beginning where I thought, oh, maybe that's a bit daft. But yeah. later on, I, it sorted out all right. I was nothing in this film that structure. I thought was all perfectly, perfectly good i liked the bit where he was being investigated more or less straight away by the which you know because sometimes in films you because something happens and you think well you know surely where's 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 the police and all this where's the police and yeah. all this and there's, yeah. there actually is a present there so i loved all that um this is a really really brave movie really really brave movie <laughs> it's, it's unlike anything we've seen <laughs> yeah, DC yeah. And that's it's totally Pardon? Yeah, I was going this to say, is, yeah, this I'll, is really brave. I'll say that is Could a very controversial. That is a very, very good word to use, Sean. It's a very good <laughs> word to use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen it twice already. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I've seen it twice, um, and it's absolutely brilliant. And I just think, like Sharon was saying, reiterate with with the laugh, he's actually trying to. You can almost see he the tears, the tears. He yeah. can't help it, but he's also like you can. And I think he does that so well, where you can actually see. He's, 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 he's scared, you know. He yeah. is scared, but well, because he is scared, he's got that. So his eyes are different to his, his you know, to the manacle laughter. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, then, well, okay. I, I, we know it's Joaquin sorry, Phoenix. Yeah, on, so uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays uh, plays Arthur Fleck slash Joker, and we know we, once you have Joaquin Phoenix in a movie, you know that it's going to be intense. He is an intense yeah. actor. You know it's going to be intense. You know it's going to be, you know it's going to just sort of like push forward and everything like that. So that was a given that it was going to be. But he is really, really good. And like you know, at those moments, so you know those sort of moments of like you know, Shona, you were saying where you feel sorry for this guy and like you can see that he can't really help himself and all that. And but at the same time, you you, you sort of have this thing of being feeling sorry for him, but also being really scared of him. So <laughs> it's. We're, we're... Yeah, it's 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 quite funny. I mean, I really like that character development, there, you, you know, in this movie because you're right to start. I think to start off with Toes, you do you do think, oh yeah, poor guy, poor guy. But then, I mean, you can understand his descent into madness. But I, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's a really brave thing. And there were lots of talking points in this that I could mm. talk about. And I, I've had discussions with people. There's one scene particularly um, where a, a couple of his clown co-workers come there and and there's a bit in there and i, I was trying to work it out it was, it was, yeah was that real or, or was that a dream sequence yes or, yes you, yes you, yes, you know, yes. And i'm thinking what's was part of that real part of that not there's just so much there's elements film. in the film where you don't know what 
if what you've seen happened or whether it's just something that he has. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and my take on that, which I'll tell you, if we do a spoiler on this one, I'll, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to say what my ideas are. <laughs> maybe I'll do a spoiler on this one. Yeah, okay. and there's sure. a sequence involving a neighbour, which we won't go into either, yeah. where part of you is thinking, we know that he imagined summer things, and then we'll then you're left to imagine what the consequences of that are. Yeah. Because you see him afterwards, but you don't know what happened. There's yeah. an element of that, like, your imagination then goes, okay, what do we think happened? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is, it, it's, it's, it's a good film. I mean, I, I think it, it's, as you, as you guys were saying, it, it is a good film. And there are things about it that, Sean, as you were saying, it, there's, Essentially, when you're talking about talking points, there's many, many sort of, I think people refer to them as hot takes nowadays, because you, when it, once you hear a film's called Joker, you kind of know where it's going. You know it's going to be about the Joker. He's called the clown prince of crime in the comics. You know he is unhinged. And the fact is that the Joker in the comics, at his, I think he, he, he was probably, he was probably coming out as a bit of a comical character, but where they've taken that character over the decades since... He is a scary, scary, scary guy, and some of the some of the things that Joker has done. Joker has been responsible for some of the most atro- atrocious things that have happened in the comic. And once you know, once the film is called Joker, you kind of know where it's going. But I still feel like you know, there's something about where this film goes. Where you're looking at it, and it it's kind of like, oh, this is how, um, this is how, like you know, the far right rises. Almost there's elements of yeah. The, I mean, there's elements of. I that. mean, what I really liked. Was was old old Thomas Wayne was made to be like a really really nasty person? Yeah, so, which yeah. I thought you know you you know so Thomas Wayne yeah. Bruce Wayne's that's Batman's dad. Old man, yeah, yeah. It's Batman's dad. He was just he was a he was nasty. Yeah. You couldn't there was nothing well, nice well, about him at all. Well, he was just a he was just a capitalist. He was just like you know exactly, a rich, yeah. he was a rich businessman, and it's as it's notoriously hard to find a very nice good rich businessman. So, so it was, it's, and, and I think that's the way they sort of painted him is like, if a guy had, uh, like, you know, multi million, was a multimillionaire owned an, in, uh, a, a company that had his name on the, above the thing, has a, has a logo and all, what would he actually be like? Become, becomes president possibly. Yeah, I was gonna exactly, say, where, where, exactly. Where were they, they going to go with this film? Where are they going to go with this film? That's, that's, well, we that's know that there's a, a Batman coming, don't we? We oh, know what? that there's a so new Batman. Oh, right. Robert Pattinson has been cast oh, as he? the new Batman. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going oh, right. to be, oh, be in a film called The Batman. But I but I, I feel like this is a standalone. I think this film yeah. is yeah. not is not really going to link to anything else because I said there's a lot of talking points. Some people are watching, some people have been complaining, saying that the film is going to be like, uh, people are going to use it like as a... Uh, as an apologetic or like you know as an excuse for like you know school shooters and people like that because it's it's kind of like the 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 character arc of of Arthur Fleck or Joker in the film is very similar to some school, high school shooters and how they've gone like how they've been they've been put upon and they've been seen as weird and they've been told like all this kind of stuff and they've been made fun of and then at one point they snap which is which is kind of what happens happens in this film so i there's things about this film that i like but as i was watching this film i was like this is the kind of film that critics would love but the general public will be split on 
Like there'll be people who like I know for instance because this film is as I said it's very seventies and Sean you you've made no bones about the fact that you love the seventies era like that's like that's, I do yeah yeah totally and so I was I was looking at this going okay this is a film that's kind of made for the Sean's of this world because Sean's going to be watching this thing going oh yeah I remember this uh, sure enough I came on and I had a look and c- critics love it as like ninety something percent with critics but with audiences it's around about fifty fifty five fifty eight. Which yeah 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 and I can totally see it because as Sharon what's, says what's, what's that on Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten, something yeah Rotten oh, well. Tomatoes yeah and and then and like Sharon says uh, with this film it's it's slow it's slow there isn't like a whole bunch of action or anything like that it's slow it's thinky it's seeing this person just sort of like almost sort of disintegrate or become something else and it it makes you ask a whole bunch of questions I think the performances are great I think Francis Conroy as his mother is really really good. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, if Robert De Niro shows up, uh, the, the whole Robert De Niro thing, I mean, the fact that they cast Robert, because there were bits of this where I was thinking that this film feels like a 1970s Martin Scorsese movie. Well, uh, the 1980s scene, Martin Scorsese movie. And the fact you have Robert De Niro, yeah. Well, one of the characters, there's also, it's one of the characters that reminds me of Peter Boyle in Taxi Driver. There's there's a character in the film Taxi. Have you seen Taxi Driver? Yeah, yeah, Robert absolutely. De Niro film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a scene where there's a, there's an actor called Peter Boyle. Yeah, I, know, I, I know think Peter it's Peter Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, I know Peter Boyle. Yeah, I love yeah. The guy. And 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 one of the characters where he's working totally totally reminded me of of uh, the Peter Boyle character in Taxi Driver. Mm. Yeah. So so yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was that was. I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's. that's that's you know similar sort of thing yeah as you can tell i love this movie yeah i, I can tell I you love the film i think for me uh, uh, there was a bit of a problem in that having read comics and knowing about the joker and everything the film went exactly where i expected it to go i don't i can't really say that there was anything in the film that was a surprise to me so it's like once they said we're going to make a film called joker it's going to be about this and and i was like well okay this is what's going to happen this is how it's good almost like all the way to okay this is how it's going to end nothing was a surprise to me in the film there was a bit where there was something that could have been a bit of a surprise and I was like okay look if they're going to follow this thing through this is going to be a very bad idea this will be a rubbish idea if they follow through with this idea but then they sort of like managed to to twist it a little bit and and go a bit like okay cool and and there's a large part of this film where it's almost kind of like well we don't really know how can you say that's right or that's not wrong or how do you know that that's what you're seeing is real what you know there's a large part of that and there's a whole point the film plays narrative tricks with you where it's almost kind of saying well we don't know what's right we don't know what's this is this this is that that and so yeah i i quite liked it i quite liked it but i have to admit that it is a bit of a thinker and it and i don't think it is as you know what people like if you see a poster of this film you will see at the top of the poster it probably says film of the year and i'm not sure about that but i did i did really like it for me i i, I would give it a four yeah, for me, I'm I'm one of those sort of slightly ambivalent audience members. I appreciate the craft of it. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault any of the performances, and I appreciate you know the mood, the tone, the feel of the film. Um, but for me, I was just slightly ambivalent about the just the content for me. So it, it leaves me, you a bit I cold. Recogni- yeah, I, exactly. I recognise that it's a good piece of filmmaking. Yeah. But I didn't For really. You personally, yeah. No, I mean, it. I can totally I didn't understand love it. that. So I personally would only give it a three. Okay. Yeah. I, but that, that's it. Me, I think this film's really, really brave. I loved it intensely. For me, it's a big five with the cherry on top. <laughs> a massive five. Best film, best film I've seen this year. This goes down as my top film, and that's even better than. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and all the other there's certain films that I can remember I can't remember a lot of films yeah. in this year because yeah. I didn't like a lot of them but this this is up there 
this is this is this is, big. Yeah. This is major I, I i've seen it twice within the space of two days and wow. i'm probably going to go and see it another couple of times because it's that good so yeah <laughs> five for me with the cherry on top okay cool <laughs> Cool. Oh, we're out of time. Well done. Well, yeah, we're out of time. Yeah, I, I gave us the, that was too lost. We had we got fourteen minutes on that. So, Joker. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh well, I think we can recommend to go see the film. But as I said, be be warm. It's certainly worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly worth seeing. It's not particularly warm. It is. It is quite a cold, detached film almost. And I, th- I think what I liked about it is it was a believable descent into madness, yes, and there yeah. wasn't any CGI. And to me, I thought you know to me you know me with my little foibles which I hate yeah. that, I just thought it was really good and, and I thought the police coming on him all oh, you know we couldn't find you all that sort of stuff yeah. really worked it mm-hmm. was great you know I, I, I couldn't find you know any, I couldn't find any fault in this film <laughs> so yeah. you deserved my, your my top marks then, <laughs> if you find it faultless <laughs> alright cool good stuff so now we go over to Netflix and we go over to Netflix and this is a film that Sean you have dug it up and I had a look yeah. at this one. I was actually quite interested. I'm interested to find out about this film. So it's a film called Westerplatt Resists. Resists, yeah. Yeah, from what I can see, it's a Polish movie made in 1967. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Basically, it was a Netflix film. So I thought, well, I, you know, I mean, I do like the war movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's a bit of a dramatization about the, uh, the first battle Poland when, you know, the war started. And uh, Danzig and all that. Yeah, the Freeport of Danzig, and it's about the obviously the Polish army. There's not too many of them. I think they're outnumbered like about four to one. And the, the prelude, there's a little bit about where they're all sat around talking, drinking, saying, "Oh, you know what's going to happen? Oh no, the British will be be all right. They're coming." You know, um, and there is actually a bit in the film when a little bit they say, "Oh, oh, the British are going to come and help." But they see some ships coming. They're like, "Oh, the British!" Are oh no, it's not. No, it's more more Germans. But anyway, so to because I think they feel that we sort of let them down a bit really yeah, uh-huh. that's, that's, that's the thing I got anyway to um, so so what it is yeah you've got West Platz a region in Poland the first bit was supposed to take the Germans thought it would be like 10 hours to to take but it ended up being like 7 days so they, they held out for like 7 days against all odds I yeah. mean because bearing in mind this was a free port there's some German yeah. cruisers there that were actually doing the shelling and uh, I mean all the the Polish army had was you know a few anti-tank guns and but they managed to hold on. So that's basically what it's basically a war film. It's like it would be it reminded me very much of those old British war films like uh, you know, in which we serve, Dunkirk, you know, yeah. all the same. And and it was a black and white movie. So probably a lot of youngsters won't like it because they don't like them. Oh no, 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 it's black and white. But so it's a black <laughs> and white movie. But for me, the black and white works with these sort of war movies, you know. Yeah, so it made in nineteen sixty seven. So yeah. it's gonna have a feel about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the uh, people who made it is within living memory for them, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I mean, obviously, sixty-seven. I guess Polish are still under, you know, communist, it's a communist, communist yeah. in the communist bloc. So, you know, if I was to be like the little foibles about the weapons, the, the German weapons were a little bit sort of Soviet, should we say? Um, but apart from that, it was it was a good it was a good war movie. You know, it was like dunkirk those sort of things you know there's you know you've got the heroes you've got the odd little cow you've got the officers yeah, you saying just, what are we going to do you follow a group of the yeah. same group of men through the film through the film yeah and there's some good action scenes in it um yeah, i'm just so I'm, yeah i'm just i'm just happy yeah, to find out that there was like like you know polish cinema happening in the 60s because oh there's some some good polish movies there's a, there's one and i can't remember what it's called but it's about the warsaw uprising have you ever seen that Sharon? famous same famous film um which is it's it's because the, the Polish all when they thought they were going to be liberated, mm-hmm. 
and there was an uprising, yeah. right? They uprised. Um, and as a whole family, they went through all the sewer tunnels and all that, and they held up because they thought the Russians were going to... And then the Russians stopped because they wanted, obviously... And then the Germans went back in. So, so basically, the Polish underground army took back the capital, and then the Russians didn't help them. Yeah. And then the Germans went back in and probably gassed them and yeah. killed them and all that. Really, really good film. I'll have to find out what that is now. I think it's called The Battle of Warsaw or The, the Warsaw Uprising, but that's a Polish film. Yeah, okay, cool. And there are a couple of other good Polish yeah. films that I've seen, yeah. So, so, so with this one, so um, obviously when it comes to like war movies, especially World War Two movies, we have, uh, I think a lot of the stuff is colored by Americans and the way the Americans sort of portray the film or sometimes even like, and to a lesser extent the British and the way like, you know, British war movies. Did you find anything different about this one, like from a Polish perspective compared to the your usual, like, you know, the longest days or something like that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's in that sort of vein, you know. It's in that sort of fame. Yeah, but, fame, yeah, but really. did you find anything different that sort of surprised you about the fact that this was like a Polish film as opposed to an American or British one? Sort of culturally, not, do you think? Not, oh, no, okay. not really, not that really. I think it different... was that was the whole thing. It was a standard standard war movie, really, you know, in comparison. So they wanted to make their a, own... A, yeah, their own take on I don't know about how, how available cinema was to the Poles under communism, whether there was restrictions about what films they could see. So this was their yeah. way of saying, okay, we've got our stories to tell. I mean, as I say, the only bit I could see in it really, which was, I mean, cause they didn't mention Russians at all, but was they kept saying about all oh, the British have let us down, the British have let oh. us down. So I do, I do wonder if there was that bit there. There was uh, quite a few like was a during the film. Was, thing. Yeah, because, British sentiment. Yeah, British, yeah. So, but so, they didn't uh, mention the Russians. No, they okay. never mentioned anything about the Russians or anything else. It was just all, you know, the, all the British will cut, the British will cut. Oh no, they're not. You know, and that, that bit particularly stuck in my yeah. mind, you know, oh look, there's a British ships are coming. Oh no, oh no, they're not. That's not, they're not British, they're Germans, you know. So, I think that was that was probably the the sort of so or, or the you know the communist bent on it because obviously that would have been the communist bloc and we would have been the West, wouldn't they? Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, perhaps it, perhaps at that time, nineteen sixty seven, there was a bit of a you know there was yeah. a lot. There was perhaps a bit. Well, there would have been. We're in yeah, there would have been. Phantom Uncle territory, aren't we? Actually, this there would have been tension because that was that was when the Arab-Israeli conflict was on, mm. wasn't it? So Lots so yeah, seventy three. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Yom Kippur and all that. Sorry, anyway, going back. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, but apart, apart from that, all in all, it's just a standard, standard black and white war film, which you could have John Wayne in, or Robert Ryan, or John Mills, you know. And uh, so, yeah. So, but it's just, it. just, just in Polish. Just in Polish, yeah. <laughs> so, a war movie just in Polish. So, there was nothing really new in it that I could say, or nothing out of the ordinary. It was a good watch. It was an okay watch, but. I'm just going to give this um, an average three star, really, because okay. you know it didn't like it didn't like blow me away or anything. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it wasn't that that good. But okay. I will find out about the um, yeah about the so, Warsaw Uprising film. Yeah, Warsaw Uprising film. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what it. Good, thank you, Sean. And now we go to the film that two of us have watched in the cinema, and this film is Judy. Now this Judy, is a, yeah. yeah, it's this is a film as it's, oh, the title is called Judy. It's about Judy Garland, starring Renee Zellweger. And I think, quite frankly, it would. I don't think she would forgive us, Sean, if any of us tried to actually say what this film is about. So I think Sharon, <laughs> Sharon has to take the lead on Sharon, this. Sharon would probably tell us more. Yeah, yeah. Sharon, no, Sharon as the as the as the she's, resident she's Judy good. Garland, yeah, as the resident yeah. Judy Garland, sort of like you know, fangirl. Would you please tell us what yes, this was about? Yes, I'm a fan. 
Well, this is, yes, as we know, Judy Garland. And this is not the Judy Garland we know from the, film, the, the, the films we've, we know as best from, like The Wizard of Oz or A Star is Born. This is Judy Garland at the end of her life, um, as we, we later find out. This is like the end of her career. Um, all of the things that she's been through are, are just beginning to tell on her, uh, on her private life, on her career, on her health. Um, we know that she started work very young as a young teenager and they basically tried to suppress puberty with her to make her so that she kept slim and she kept small um so the, the studios basically started feeding her barbiturates when she was a teenager oh, wow. to make her to keep to make her lose weight and then to when she, when she was finding she was all keyed up they always give her more drugs to help her sleep and then to wake her up in the morning. She was given some other pills in the morning. So she spent her all her basically working career um, drugged up to the eyeballs. And by the time she's hit her mid-40s, you know, she's exhausted physically, she's exhausted mentally, yep. and she's at the and she's got this reputation for being unreliable, for being late, for being unpredictable. And so the studios are not employing her anymore for films. She's got no manager. Uh, she's basically adrift. She's got no home. Yeah. Uh, one of her previous husbands has sort of basically left her in with huge debts and penniless. She earned very little from her films. The studios made millions from her, but she actually her own personal fortune was was minimal. So she had nowhere to live. And so at, towards the end of her, her working career in Hollywood, she was offered basically a run in a London nightclub. And these in the 60s, the London nightclubs weren't just like, you know, a disco and and a bar. They were like theatres. So they had they could seat a thousand people. All right. And so she was given uh, offered a run of something like three months at the Talk of the Town nightclub in London. And they would like accommodate her. They would look after her it was every, the whole package so and it, it sounds essentially like um like what they do in las vegas nowadays with like selling dion had a residency at one of the casinos as a residency yeah absolutely yeah. it's absolutely that but she was in london so she goes through this there's a difficulty where she's got three children she's got eliza manelli who's her eldest yeah. and then she's got lorna luft and joey luft her children with her third husband i believe and She's been. They've been living with her, and from hotel to hotel, or from different gig to gig, and they more or less have said to their dads, "Say, like, you know, we don't want to move around anymore. We want to stay somewhere." Yeah. And so he says, "You know, if you go to London, I think the children should stay with me." So she leaves her children behind, and she goes to London, and she, and you, the film basically focuses on her that decision she makes to go to London, and then when she's in London, you see her meeting. The, the London theatre world, the, and then you, she has she interacting with some of her fans. It's like this gay couple who have been through a dreadful time because of you know the the, the laws, the laws yeah. at the time, yeah. and they are just adore her. And also, did, openly looks at her struggles with alcohol and with the use of drugs to help her sleep, drugs to help her wake up, yeah. and the fact that you know she is physically she's. A much older woman <laughs> than, than, her actual, you, than her actual age yeah so she's in her mid 40s but if you looked at her 
now you'd say she probably looked more like 60. Yeah. And there's, there's a tragic film that I saw a number of years ago that was made at the time when she was in living in London and it starred Dirk Bogart. It was slightly autobiographical. Um, and she's she's tragic in it. She absolutely is tragic character in there. You just look at her and you want to weep. And I think they've captured that part of her life, that frailty, that that de- the desperate sadness that the, what was the end of her life. Yeah. Um, she died. She was dead at forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And so there's 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 joy in it as that you get to see her. You see the songs. You hear the, the music and all the songs that made her famous. Yeah. Um, but there's also like a, an utter there's a there's a tragedy that underlines the whole film so yeah it's a it's not a jolly film by any means but it sort of it sort of looks at someone this star who star star was born and now this is that star where the light has faded on them a little bit yeah and you see them in the twilight of their life yeah so this is this is like a a part of a new wave of biopics or biopics however you want to say it that i'm quite enjoying where it's not a cradle to grave thing it's like this is a very specific period of their life and we're going to follow we're going to see what happens there a bit like um stan and ollie uh last year yes so so yeah Yeah, stan and ollie yeah and there was that one uh did you ever see the film um the movie stars die in liverpool oh film stars don't die in liverpool Die in Liverpool. Yes, I've, been, I've got that on my watch oh, list. Oh, right. yeah, Netflix. yeah. You'd, you'd enjoy that. Yeah. I'm quite sure you would. That, that's an awesome And film. also, that, that, it's also like my week with Marilyn as well. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. weeks, uh, years ago that, now. It's but, my week with Marilyn. That's where, that's where yeah. the whole thing he plays, um, Lawrence Olivier, isn't it? And he's brilliant. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. That's oh, a great oh, movie. Okay, speak, oh, sorry, we're digressing. Yeah, 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 speaking cool. about people playing legends. Now, when, when I saw this film was being released, and I, one of my first things was, Renny Zellweger, oh my God! Renny Zellweger is going to be playing Judy Garland. Oh my, oh this this could go wrong. This could go very very wrong. And, and I know in some of the trailers I've seen them, and I haven't been quite convinced. But Sharon, you obviously are the Judy expert here. What did you think about Renny Zellweger as Judy Garland? I I did struggle to see Judy in her. Yep. I think the best moments were when she was on stage performing, and then it she lifted her but it's just some that sort of some every now and then the, the the holding of the head and the expression you think yeah that's got the bit of juju about it but just putting on a black wig and you know sort of wearing you know having the hair and the clothes isn't enough sometimes to yeah. convey a character but she does convey the frailty of her but for me the look i didn't always see judy in her yeah, I must have no, I, 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 I would concur with you on that, Sharon. Yeah. I, I thought that, and and it, sometimes I thought she was trying too hard, and and some of the expressions looked a bit forced to me. Yeah, because they were yeah. from some of the films. Yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. That bit is from a film, so you've, you've obviously been looking at that particular yeah. film to get those characteristics. But, but I, I did it's enjoy not quite there. I did enjoy some of the flashbacks with like the Mickey yes, Rooney, Mickey Rooney scenes. Yeah, yeah, the Mickey Rooney scenes. So so we do actually go back to um to and. I mean, it was. I, I thought it was well done. Where is it? Which which mayor was it? It was one of the mayors, wasn't it? That was like Louis B. Louis B. Yeah. 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 I mean, he the was way very he's the bullying was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was terrifying. Oh, Louis B. Mayor, the, the studio that, head. That, 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 oh, yeah. I thought he meant yeah. like the mayor of London. Some, yeah, that might have been alluding to something else. I was thinking. There was maybe. A, there was so, a certain yeah, very, tone yeah, about some of the scenes the where you were thinking, I wonder, you know, you wonder, yeah. Well, were they, were, were, whether they the saw like referring the old, to the old, old casting couch, the old yeah. casting couch comes to mind. Yes, you know. there was a, yeah, there's an element of it felt like it was inappropriate yeah. suggestions or speech. Yeah. And there's one thing where what she like it? you can see how they controlled her life yeah, to the absolute nth degree. I mean, oh, yeah. she had no childhood of her own at all. It was it was 
it was just bitterly tragic, really. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was a tragedy, wasn't it? Really. I mean, for me, I thought it had moments. I mean, I didn't. Uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty cool. I mean, I don't know loads about Judy Garland. I know. I know like the things with the marriage, and I know probably know more about her, her daughters than I do. Yeah, Judy but it's good that they had like Lorna Luft in there, and they yeah, had like Liza Minnelli, that was, that was and the character of like Liza Minnelli. I thought she looked. She was. Yeah, Liza. That's exactly what I was, was just right, coming to. Liza. Yeah, they, 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 they got her right. So um, just before her cabaret days. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. It's, it's quite interesting because when you watch things like this, you sort of go back and you see what they were like in like on YouTube and see clips of yes. clips of them on YouTube to see how well it. Because obviously, I you know I didn't know apart from the movies, I wouldn't really have known what she was like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, but to actually watch this, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I quite enjoyed it. I won't say I didn't enjoy it. It was it was a. a interesting film good film but as i say for me i mean you probably know more about judy garland when she was older than i do but um as a biopic i think it worked so so, um okay so sharon i think we've actually we haven't actually asked how how did you like this film how many stars would you give it (laughs) it's a tough one because um it's a tough one i would probably go just it is a tough one actually um do i'm torn between a three and uh, like a four. four yeah. So I would want to go three and a half, ideally. With it. I know we don't like to do half points. Well, I know, no, we no, don't. No, well, don't worry, I, I've, I've gotten used to them. If I go three, if I go three and a half as well, then that will even it up, won't it? Yes, I'm, I'm happy to go three and a half yeah, with this because I, I like the fact that it took this particular yeah, period yeah, of time yeah. and the fact that how she people wanted to help her and then she was almost like she wouldn't let them in some yeah. ways she had like this slightly self-destructive streak to her where she'd like choose the wrong men and she the people who were trying to help her she would push away um and then she'd be attracted to mm-hmm. these yeah. sort of yeah, that's destructive it, really. things so you they were but yes it was a lot of, but dis- I lot of disappointments it. you could understand it and you could see her disappointments because there were some times when she was she she was really happy for a little while and and best time she slept for like and then it's just like yeah. oh knock 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 oh yeah you know so yeah so yeah I'm going to give it three and a half as well toes and I'll I'll, All right. I'll, I'll make up the other half I'll make up the other half for Sharon <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just trying to find on here that the film she did with Dirk Bogart because I basically say if anyone wants to see uh, the Judy Garland towards the end of her life um, and you see how she was at the end of her life. This is the film to see. Yeah. But I'm just trying to find I, the... I could go on singing. 63 movie, that one. I could, go, I on could sing. go on singing. That's I could, it. I could go on singing. Oh, okay. I might have to check that out. So, that yeah, because, because a... everybody always thinks of her as Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz or at a push, Make Me in St. Louis, uh, something like that. Yeah. But you see this, this is about a woman who's at the end of her career. She's living in London with a younger husband and things are falling apart. And there's like a stage performance she does that I think... It's it's utterly heartbreaking, not not intentionally, but it is because yeah. we we've got hindsight, <laughs> and I think people who made this film, Judy, I think they must have seen this film, and there's there's elements of it in there. All right, but I would go, I would say yes, yeah, see that film if you want to see Judy at the end of her life. Okay, cool. okay, quick yes or no. So whenever somebody plays like a legend, everything like that, the inevit- the inevitable Oscar chat um, starts. So Oscar nomination, yes or no. I think she'll get nominated, but I don't think she'll. Yeah, win. I don't think I agree with you. I, pro- probably a nomination there, but she's, I shouldn't think she would win it. All right, cool. Yeah, I agree. All right, thanks a lot for that, guys. That, that was something I, I was actually planning to see it earlier today, but I ended up not being able to because stupid work got in the way. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I actually have a job. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> All right, I, I went self-employed, so I wouldn't have to do this anyway. But now uh, we go back to now we're going to Amazon Prime. We said that we have like three different platforms. So we've had Netflix with Westerplatz Resist, and now we have Life in Pieces on Amazon Prime. And Life in Pieces is a TV show that I stumbled across a couple of years ago. I mean, you know when you're scrolling across Amazon and they keep popping stuff up. And they had this thing called Life in Pieces, and it looked like it was like a family. It was a sitcom set around this big, massive family. And have you guys ever seen a show called Modern Family? I'm aware of it, but haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I resisted watching Life in Pieces because it it looked to me the poster and everything that they used. It looked to me like it was just a total Modern Family ripoff. And I love Modern Family, so I was like, "What? We're just gonna? No, I'm not gonna bother watching that. It's just gonna be like you know a lesser form of another show." But then I caught an episode of it on like you know Comedy Central or something. And I was like, "What? That that was actually quite funny." So I so I started watching the seasons on Amazon Prime and just sort of a bit like you, Sean, with Big Mouth, just sort of like blazed through them, just sort of like burned through <laughs> burned through a whole like oh, the first three seasons. And the, so this is season four that I'm talking about now, and it's it. it and I found out afterwards that it's actually the final season. The show got cancelled, and it ends in a very, very sort of like poignant place. But it's one of these, it's one of these shows that is okay. It's, it's based around a family, and you have like you know, it's it's laugh out loud funny. Like there's just laugh out loud funny things, but you know that they're actually based in based in um, real life. Like you know, the kind of things they can actually imagine happening in a family. It's based around a family called the Shorts. So you have the 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 heads of the family who are Diane Weist, played by Diane Weist and um, James Brolin. So Josh Brolin's dad, Thanos's dad. <laughs> and they're, they're the heads of the family. They have three kids or the three kids. And it's all about them. The three kids who are now grown up and their grandchildren and the kids marriages and all that. But every episode, it takes a part of four short stories so instead of watching so it's almost kind of like a vignette so you have like a 20 minute episode but in that 20 minute episode you might have you you'd have four five minute stories that tell the story of this whole family and it will be about oh this one uh, the fir- uh, the kid's first day at school this one's first kiss or anything like that and i just think it's it's situational it's hilarious and i would say go watch it because i can't really tell you it's not like it follows a narrative or anything like that i can't really say much but it's a, it's something that I would, all i could say is that it's funny go watch it <laughs> you will not be disappointed <laughs> so, so, so the, the, the thing is what am i going to do now do i go flea bag and then this or oh. i mean you know it's, there's so much now isn't there really there is there is a lot, what there do, is you a lot. Do, do i need to see flea bag first well, we can do, I, a, I do a game of seven degrees of separation with this film and with our first film with Joker in this because Diane Weist was it played Joaquin Phoenix's mum in a film called Parenthood. Oh, yes, 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 she did. Yes. Yeah. So we have a little bit of one of those seven degrees of playing oh, yeah. here. Well, we you know you could wow. do because there's loads of, I mean, Colin Hanks, so Tom Hanks' son, he's he plays one of the kids in this. There's uh, Thomas Sadowski, who I really, really liked in the in the newsroom. There is oh, what's her full name? Betty, Betty, can I remember? No, Betsy Brandt, I think her name is. She was in Breaking yeah. Bad, and, and it's a, the the cast is really, really good. The cast is really good. They fill the roles really, like really well. And James Brolin is hilarious. <laughs> James Brolin is hilarious. Like as the as this sort of like dad who is it, like 
it's essentially it's the kind of show where they make no bones about the fact that the that the grandma and grandpa still have like quite an active active sex sex life, and you can have you can figure out that this guy used to be quite he used to be a pilot and everything like that, and you can, he like he he just comes from like a totally different era, and I think Sean, I think you'd actually really really like him, and I think it's good because obviously now when you hear the last name Brolin, you think about Josh. Josh Brolin. Josh, yeah. And before this, I think James Brolin, the thing that he was, well, that I most knew him for was for at one time being married to Barbara Streisand. And it's just good. Oh, it's, he still is, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he still is married to Barbara Streisand. Oh, right, okay, cool. I did not know that they, they were still together. But it's, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing I, that I most knew him for. But in this, he is just fun. He's like one of those characters that you think, you know what? If that was a real person, I would just want to go hang out with them. And Diane Weist, <laughs> Diane Weist is great as well. I mean, the whole cast is great. And I have to say something for... There's a lady called Zoe Lister-Jones who plays... She plays um, the daughter-in-law. Like, she gets married to one of their kids. And she is so sarky. She is so sarky. It's brilliant. It is hilarious. <laughs> she is just... It's just such... Like, first, there's an episode where the people who married into the family decide to play short family bingo because they they have this whole conceit where every sunday afternoon they all meet up for for a sunday lunch in the in the grandparents house so they, they do this every sunday afternoon so there's an episode where they walk around and they start playing short family bingo because they're like there's these things they always do these things so let's so they have like a a, a card and they say okay let's see who who fills up when this person mentions the fact that he's a that he's an inventor or that person acts inappropriately with <laughs> with a child or something like that and it's 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 it's, it's a good show it's a really good show and I think it's one of those things that if you try and explain a joke it stops being funny so all I'll say is just go watch it yeah <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah right. thinking, thinking back to James Brolin he was a bit of a star in his, back in the day I mean I remember him from Westworld and a film called Capricorn One yeah 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 that were just One. Yeah. classic films of Capricorn One where the fake landings the, yeah the fake moon landings yeah. or fake Mars landing right, or whatever landed, it was yeah. from 1977 but yeah he was yeah he was yeah. a bit of a thing in this day yeah he was. He and his, his lad looks very much like him <laughs> yeah you can see it runs in the family yeah, so worth checking out. The more mature, James. Yeah, we'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, but yeah, so season four, I'll give it. Oh, I forgot to. Admit, I'll give it four out of five. Four out of five for, cool. for Life and Pieces season four. And the funny thing is that you know, talking about people who look like Brolins, look up a. If you look up an actor called Tom Lipinski. Yeah. From what we know, he is not related to the Brolins, but he is a dead ringer for Josh Brolin <laughs> in the eighties. If you look, he looks like Josh. He looks like Josh Brolin did in the Goonies. It is so. Right. <laughs> it is scarily. It's scary how much he looks like Josh Brolin, and so much so that they, there's a film called Labor Day in which he played a young Josh Brolin. Even Josh Brolin was like, "Oh my god, he looks like me when I was in the eighties." So <laughs> yeah, but look at Tom Lipinski, well, dead ringer. All right, cool. Well, we're now going to go on to cinema, and this is the film that only one person has seen. And now, Sean, this is a film we spoke about last week, and we were we did we were lamenting about the fact that. Um, that we were going to have to get like you know a big city correspondent i even spoke to holly neslin about it i was hoping to have her on the show but the fact problem was that we didn't know when we were going to be recording this so i couldn't give her a time so um and we we lamented about this saying oh my god these are the kind of films that just don't come to the provinces it's not playing anywhere near me it wasn't going to be on the island so but you actually watched this film on the island and I, I actually watched this. Yeah, they had it. I think there must have been a, a bit of a clamour because although it was a week late, they actually got it. They, they actually, they yeah. actually, they it, actually got. 
the farewell. So Sean, Sean I as, think as, 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 the podcast myself. Exactly. Yeah, possibly. Sharon, I agree with you. I think that the manager of this of the Sydney World on the Isle of Wight <laughs> listens to this podcast, heard us complain about it, and he thought, Oh my god, you know, oh, I better get this film on. <laughs> and so yeah. and so he actually they actually go get the farewell and they show it. So and to test this theory, Sean, how many people were in the cinema? Uh, well, I've seen this two times. So I've watched this twice. Yeah. Was it a I've packed house? No. Um, the first, the first time I saw it, I would say, oh, I don't know, about maybe about twenty. Okay. Oh, okay. And right. then the second time I saw it, I could even tell you there was one, two, three, four, five, including me. Was there? One, uh, uh, no. Yeah. No. One, two, three, four, five, with with me included. There was five. It was um because I took some uh, some Chinese people to to actually go to, okay so uh, you see sean that, there's four that, of us there was only four of us so there was two chinese two chinese people a french person and me oh, okay. and at this time but it was a tuesday night and, uh you know meerkat thingy yeah. okay, one okay. cheapy tuesday night sean as far as i'm concerned that is proof that is the power of the podcast because that's about the number of people who listen to the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah cool. well there you go thank you thanks any world anyway thanks for getting it so, yes. yeah, that makes sense. So, what's it about? Okay, well, basically, it's um, this film's about uh, uh, this this Chinese family, this whole Chinese family. Some uh, some one brother sort of lives in Japan, um, and then you've got the other ones who live in New York. Part of the two sons. So, and it's to do with their mother has has got cancer, stage four cancer. Yeah, really, really bad. And so, they decide in that they don't want to tell her so they're not going to tell her apparently it's a chinese thing they don't they don't inform them i mean there's a bit in the in the hospital where the sister goes in to get the results and says oh no you're fine you're you're okay and all that and they've got this um and of course there's this the grant one of the granddaughters is saying she needs to know she's got to know you know i mean you, you it's 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 illegal and they say well this is china and um that's what they do they we do have to differently there which, which is quite interesting because they did say there was a bit in that where they said we have to carry the burden because we believe that if someone knows they've got an illness, their knowing of the illness will kill them more than more if than they, the they don't know they've got yeah. it. Yeah. Which is what? Which is serious. I know this sounds really, really bad. No, but the but C I, word. I, that's why people I, say the C word because as soon as they hear that, yeah. they think that's it. I'm dead. I've always, I've always said to myself as well. I would not want to know really, and I probably even if it was like 50 50 they said you got 50 i wouldn't i wouldn't want treatment or anything like that so you, do you know what i mean so i mm. i sort of sympathize with the way but obviously you've got this granddaughter saying we must tell them we must tell them anyway so there's this pretense of another grand uh, 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 uh grandson from the japanese family is is or the family that lives in japan is going to get married so they've got an excuse for all the family to get together yeah, they, uh, there's a big excuse that they can all come because it's going to be the wedding. It's a wedding. It's a big thing. It's a big family yeah. thing. We're not, but we're not going to say nothing. And they don't want the, the gra- other granddaughter, the one that lives in New York, to come because they say, "Oh no, you'll only spoil it. You'll let it all out the bag." Blah 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 blah. But anyway, she decides she's got to go, and and so she's got this conflict where they see she turns up. She turns up in in China at first and says, "Oh, you know, really pleased to see you and all that." And, and there are times when you think. You know, what's she going to do? What's she going to? You've got this conflict here because, and the, the other part, people of the family are looking at her and sort of, you know, trying not to. And, the, and they stay in this hotel. And yeah, it's a great film. It's a really, it's, it's, it's a terrific film. I mean, not really my sort of, sort of. Oh, I wouldn't. You wouldn't think it'd be my sort of thing, but it was. It was really, really good. And I think, I, like the two are getting married. He's getting married to a Japanese girl who can't speak a word of Chinese. So yeah. 
you know, and 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 you can see that he's like, oh God, I've sort of looked like I've been forced that, and also, and oh, I bet I bet he's knocked her up and all that sort of stuff, and oh, you know, yeah, that's why yeah, yeah. that's why they've yeah. they've only been together for a couple of minutes, so it's it's quite there's a few light moments as well as a few comedic moments in it, um, and it's just basically like a family drama, um, and you know, at the wedding as well, you get all the all the I I really liked it because there's like obviously the generation of the grandmother was obviously she because there's there's pictures and things just in the background where she was obviously one of the when the cultural revolution was on she must have been and there's like some some older men there chatting and saying uh, oh you know yeah if I, I, I wanted to marry you if I had a chance if you hadn't took that <laughs> wound and that and then later on in the film you actually see the photos on the wall of of when she was younger and all that sort of stuff so and it is really really interesting and really really uh, good film and I think you know I visited China and there are things it's like it's like for the the red reception she goes oh yeah and I'm going to one I goes oh oh you said it was lobster and it's crab and the old chef comes out and he goes no it's crab it's crab we got crab oh you said it was lobster so and it is it's very it is it is um you know a lot of it's in Chinese with subtitles yeah but yep. that doesn't detract but that doesn't detract from it at all and yeah I thought this was <laughs> this was a terrific film a really really and and terrifically well acted. The actress who who um Aquafina. Uh, who's, she she's brilliant. She was so the well actually all of them are really, really good. Yeah. Um so what else has she been in? She must have been oh Crazy Rich Asians. She was in Crazy yeah. Rich Asians, um, Oceans Eight. That, Oceans Eight, yeah, that's yeah. what Ocean's I've seen. Eight, yeah. Yeah. So but I mean she was brilliant. She she I really I really thought she played the part with the conflict really well, you know. Does yeah. does she and yeah, because every, yeah, everyone's, I mean, everyone's raving about her performance because she's known primarily <coughs> as a comedian. And yeah, yeah, and people have been saying, oh my God, we didn't realize she could actually act. Oh, wow, she's really, really good. So it's it's good to hear that backed up by somebody I know who doesn't, well, you don't suffer fools. Let's put it that way, Sean. No, no, so, no, I don't <laughs> suffer fools, yeah. So, so, yeah. so yeah, it was... It was it was a it was a a really really good film. Yeah, but so, it, and yeah, and I mean, but like the hotel they stay in, the lifts. Oh yeah, well, this is a brand new hotel. Yeah, but the lifts are out of order, you know. So you have to go upstairs <laughs> and stuff like that. But that is what I mean. For my short the short time I was in China, that's yeah. what it's like. That's what it's like. That, I mean, that's what you experienced. I was in China and getting a connecting flight. We weren't even told that the flight was cancelled. And it wasn't <laughs> unless someone else had told us. This Canadian girl said, "Oh, I think your flight's been cancelled." Was like what? And we went and had a look, and that was like. Well, it was six o'clock and the next flight out was like eight o'clock and we're like oh so we had to change the tickets and all that no there's no announcements there's no nothing it's just like that's the way it is and it was like joe what about this but but this is how china works and it's a good job like uh, we've got a friend joe who's who teaches mandarin and he's he was doing a chip, trip to china which should have gone ahead this week or, or last week oh yeah but they just decided the chinese government decided it was all sorted out through a company and then the chinese government said well we're not doing any greek group visas because we've got the the 70th, 70th communist thing like that and they just so he's had to it was a nightmare for him and he had to, so he had to tell all the parents no we can't go unless we all go up individually and get a separate get a visa, visa. Yeah. we can't do it so they had to change the dates but that's what they do and it's like if they want to bulldoze a place you know like, okay we're going to put a road through here there's no say in the matter they just do it you know okay. it's, it's, it's okay. strange 
Okay, so 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 uh, going back to the film. Yeah, let's go back to the film. Uh, Sorry, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I do this. It's like I'm I'm so my my mind digresses off in like yeah, yes, like, loads of different areas. There's a seven. Yeah, mm. yes, I know Sean. I know Sean. It's like it's like it's, yeah. it's like I'm the driver runaway train. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, really. so, so going back someone to the said, film, what yeah, did you think of? Actually, so someone how many said stars? to me, I, I reckon you've got ADHD, and he said, <laughs> but I don't I don't care because I think ADHD people have got the the most interesting conversations and stories to tell. What like, score would you give the film? Oh, what score would I give the film? Okay, here we go. The score. Oh, I'm going to give this one a five. A five? five two fives. Yeah, Ooh. another five for this one. I really, really enjoyed this one. Oh, my word. You, okay. You've had a good week. I've had a fantastic week. I've really, really enjoyed this week. I've seen two films twice. So, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely because brilliant. I think that the only things you've seen in this film are the things that you reckon are fives, but obviously in two in very, very different ways. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I really, really, really did enjoy this movie. I, and I think um, you probably would enjoy it as well, Sharon. Yeah. I think. So no, I think this, this is a film that I really want to see because um, I love films that have that sort of shine a light on, on an area that you haven't seen much in cinema. And yeah. this sort of like, you know, the, yeah. whole, the whole idea of how Chinese people deal with death or how a Chinese family deals with an impending death. It's like, I'm, I'm like, ooh, I want to get in there. I want to see that. Um, so, uh, Oh, and Sean, seeing as you, you sort of like the sort of films, it might be worth it you tracking down a film called The Wedding Party on, on Netflix. Uh, uh, on, on Netflix? Okay, yeah. I will. I'll check the Wedding Party. One. I yeah. mean, I quite, I quite, I, it's a I Nigerian quite like the film. wedding ones. Oh, right. Okay, I will. I'll check that out. There was a, I quite like Table 9. I think it was called Table yeah, 9. Table, table 19. Table 19, that's yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because so, I think they, they were great weddings are a really good sort of uh, medium to, to where you can because everybody recognizes what goes on you know with like the dancing or the you yeah. know and the rows and the yeah. drunk the yeah. drunk ones the table arrangements the table yeah. arrangements and everything yeah so how you can be inexplicably put on a table and thinking why have I been I once went <laughs> to a wedding and I, I didn't know anyone I was sat with and I, all, my, all my friends were like on a computer at the table and then I later found out that I was put on that table because I worked for the police at that time uh, and one of the other people on the table was a policeman Oh, like, right. so they, I didn't know a single person on the that's table. It's quite bizarre. That's and I was like, what was, was I there? Oh, my cousin's a policeman. I thought, yeah, my husband's talking about. <laughs> but we went, to, we, went to, we went to my, my nephew's. This is family. Family wedding. And where, where the table was, it was quite close, but we had a bloody big pillar so we couldn't see the speeches. And that was like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know guys, it's I'm, a nightmare. I've actually just given up trying to keep us on track. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get back on track. Sorry. We've got to go one more film today. We can get one more film. We've got one more film. One more thing. Okay. So, so Sharon. It's going to be dark outside. So, 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 so. Okay, so, so Sharon, this is, this is, you're going to take us to our third, a third streaming pat platform of the evening, a third streaming platform. And this is, this, this was on BBC iPlayer. Yes, BBC iPlayer, and you watched something that okay. You you said it's a Danish TV show, and when it has a title yeah. called "Darkness: Those Who Kill," I'm like thinking, yeah, well, this is this is kind of like you know because you know the whole thing about Scandinoir. I was just kind of like, you know what, you know what, I would really love to see. I would love to see a Scandinavian, a Swedish, Danish, whatever comedy. I want to see a comedy because it seems I'm not sure whether they don't have them, they don't make them, but if like all, all the content that we get over here that we get to see about Scandinavia makes you think that it's just full of a whole bunch of dour looking people who walk around in cardigans killing each other. Yeah, it's a brutal, <laughs> savage place by all accounts. That's if you believe 
believe these things. But yeah, this is a Danish crime drama uh, called Darkness, Those Who Kill. And it is, a, it is a, it's very much like The Killing, where it's full of sort of red herrings and false yep. leads and you, you think you know the suspect and the motivation, then it goes, oh, ha, ha, fooled you. And it just sort of brings something out of the bag. So it is an eight-part series. Um, it's about a police officer called Jan and a police profiler called Louise, who... Um, are trying to track down first of all they're trying to track down a missing girl and then it leads in they've got a body and then it leads into the, the tracking down or the, the trying to find a serial killer and then possibly more than one uh so it is but it does look at their lives their stories as well as following this sort of crime procedural so yeah it was i enjoyed it because uh, I, I loved the killing a few years ago yeah the first yeah. series was obviously the best mm, yeah. and i've seen loads of um Brun, the bridge. I've seen loads of those ones, of all the different countries they've been made in, because they keep getting remade in English, and then you've got the originals. Yeah, so I do yeah, try yeah. to track down the originals as much as possible. But no, I, I do enjoy a bit of Scandi noir whenever I can you put like my hands on it. I do. Don't you? You like Scandi? Scandi. He's Swedish. He's Swedish. Yeah. Swedish he's, he's, he's Scandinavian. Mads <laughs> Mikkelsen is Danish. Yeah, there. Danish, Norwegians. <laughs> Anything? Anything? I don't know, Viggo Mortensen, I don't know what... Oh, well, anyway, sorry, we're going... But no, yeah, sort of... <laughs> sort of like Scandi men, I have to do my own calendar, won't yeah, I? Yeah, you will do, uh, yeah. But, no, I, so I enjoyed it as a, as a crime drama. Um, some of the content was a bit gruesome, but not gratuitous. So yep. that was, you know, it's, it was on the right side of good taste as far as you can get with a, a gruesome crime drama. So, no, I enjoyed it. Eight parts wasn't too long. Kept me guessing, kept me wanting them to get the baddie. And like you know, to I wanted to, and I rooted for the different characters. It wasn't entirely predictable, so I I enjoyed it. So I would give it a four. Oh, cool, good stuff. Because I I know that the I remember the first season of the killing. That was something that I actually thought was like, I I thought the first season of the killing was too long. Uh, <laughs> I remember I remember being absolutely exhausted by the time I finished watching that thing. Um, but I was looking at the poster. Is Lars Mikkelsen in this? No. No. Okay. Cool. There was somebody on the poster who looked a bit like Lars Mikkelsen, who was in the first season of The Killing, was in Sherlock, and is brother to Mads. Mads. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. So four out of four out of five for Darkness. Those who kill. Um, right. Now all that's left to do is to say who has won this week. Now I I, th- I think this is another one of those weeks where I think it's a little bit obvious. It's a little, it is obvious, I think. <laughs> it's a little bit obvious. Um, mainly, mainly due to Sean's good week. Sean's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, I needed did, it. Where you just sort of spent, like, you know, spent most of your week, it sounds like. You must have been, like, every night in the last week, just sat in a dark room watching something going, this is awesome. <laughs> this is yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I went, I went after work and... Um... I went after work and uh, late ones as well. So what, what happened is I saw the farewell after work on Monday, mm-hmm. and then I saw it again at eight o'clock on Tuesday. <laughs> that was the. the uh, when did I see Joker? I, on, I watched the Joker at on Sunday night. I saw the Joker Sunday night the first time, and then the second time was last one at the three thirty showing. Okay. So, oh, yeah. okay, so so Sean, would you like to tell us who has won this week, Netflix or cinema? Da-na-na-na-na. 
drum roll, I think by a commanding margin. And I'm really pleased, as you can see, I'm not like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would think cinema, cinema sort of considerably this week gives, gives. Yeah. Good, yeah. Cinema, good, cinema takes it. Account. Cinema takes it with 4.17 and Netflix is lagging behind at 3.6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's only been two weeks where I mean, because most of the time it's fairly close, isn't it? It's fairly, it's fairly, yeah, it's fairly close, but yeah, yeah, yeah there've been there've been two weeks, two weeks where where cinema has has managed to pip Netflix to it. So that's for mm. that. I'm, I'm sure that, you, I'm as a, I said, you're really happy about that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, I am indeed. Let's put my faith back. I should start going again a bit more because I was getting a bit a bit Netflixy, you yeah, know, a bit more yeah. staying in and watching TV. But now it's made me inspired me to go out and see see some movies okay. so yeah good uh, stuff all right so um okay just and uh, just before we go there's one thing i have to say there's one that, so you might have seen on facebook you might have seen on our on our twitter page or on our facebook page that um we had somebody leave the the podcast this week and that is squeaky chair you might not <laughs> oh no yes oh, squeaky chair squeaky chair squeaky chair is gross yeah. squeaky chair is now just chair i'm sitting on him because apparently we're, last week when we're talking about ready or not the squeak started freaking out superfan nina because superfan nina was, <laughs> she was like she thought somebody was in her house she thought squeaky chair was coming to get her so i took a i took a kind of spray lubricant to it i'm sitting on him right now trying to make him squeak but no he is quiet we've taken away squeaky chair's voice so squeaky chair is no longer with us but uh um i hope this was superfan nina i hope you enjoyed this i hope you enjoyed your squeak free podcasts uh, poor old squeaky chair and just before we go one final question that we need to ask is Sean what do you think Antonita would have thought she would have enjoyed that I think she would have enjoyed that yeah there would have, there would have been enough there to keep her interested oh that's good that's yeah. great great to hear great to hear rest in peace Antonita so no, thanks thanks Toast no no problem man. no problem all that's left to say is a goodbye from me goodbye from me and uh, goodbye from me we shall see you guys next week <laughs>